Today is Thursday, January 28th. The title for our devotional is The Bigger Picture of God's Glory. Yesterday, we saw Paul zoom out to see the big picture of Scripture, that the inclusion of the Gentiles into the people of God has always been the plan. Therefore, these conflicts and disagreements that they're facing due to this happening is all a part of God's plan. In this text, Paul zooms out even further to show that the reason for the inclusion of the Gentiles into the people of God, and that is the bigger picture of God's glory. Let's read from Romans 15, 1-13 again. He says, We who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak, and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good, to build him up. For Christ did not please himself, but, as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another, in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. For I tell you that Christ became a servant to the circumcised to show God's truthfulness in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs and in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, Therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles and sing your name. And again it is said, Rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and let all the peoples extol him. And again Isaiah says, The root of Jesse will come even he who arises to rule the Gentiles. In him all the Gentiles will hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. In verse 6, he prays for God to grant harmony with one another, that together they would glorify God. Then in verse 7, he calls them to welcome one another, as Christ has welcomed both of them for the purpose of glorifying God. When the church does this, it shows God's truthfulness to the patriarchs in the Old Testament scriptures. And then all the nations glorify God for his mercy. The inclusion of the Gentiles into the people of God brings God more glory. When the church worships together in harmony, it brings God more glory. Put simply, this makes God look great. The church represents him. When the church is bickering over disputable matters, God doesn't look as good to the world. We should also note the key words in in the verses Paul chooses that indicate what glorifying God looks like. In verses 9 through 12, the key verbs from the Old Testament scriptures that he quotes are praise, sing, rejoice, extol, and hope. The church glorifies God by doing these things together, in unity. Many commentators have noted that the glory of God is the primary theme and through line in Romans. The word for glory occurs 16 times in the book of Romans. The exchange of glory is at the heart of human sin. Romans 1, 22-23 says this, Claiming to be wise, they became fools, and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. That is at the heart of idolatry. Romans 3, 21-23, Paul writes this, But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it. 
the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. But there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. When we believe in Jesus and give glory to God, we will in some way partake of glory as well when we do good. As Paul says in Romans 2, 6-10, He will render to each one according to his works. To those who by patience and well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, he will give eternal life. But for those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth but obey unrighteousness, there will be wrath and fury. There will be tribulation and distress for every human being who does evil, the Jew first and also the Greek. But glory and honor and peace for everyone who does good, the Jew first and also the Greek. Then in Romans 4.20, he says, No unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God. Romans 5.2 Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Romans 8.18 I'm going to keep going. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Romans 8, 20-21 For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. In his prayers through the book, Paul prays for God to receive glory. In Romans 11.36, just before transitioning to the application and finishing up his theology, Paul says, For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. Then towards the end of the book, in Romans 16, verses 25 to 27, Paul writes, Now to him who is able to strengthen you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery that was kept secret for long ages, but has now been disclosed, and through the prophetic writings has been made known to all nations, according to the command of the eternal God, to bring about the obedience of faith. To the only wise God be glory forevermore, through Jesus Christ. Amen. Also, in verse 9 we see yet again an appeal to God's mercy. Recall, Chapter 12, verse 1. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Paul's whole appeal is based in God's mercy. Here, the Gentiles are to glorify God because of his mercy. When we recognize the mercy of God, we must give him glory. And God is more glorified when we as the church are unified in him. For additional content and reflection time today, I want to encourage you to spend some time in private worship glorifying God. On the devotional page, I've linked you to one of my favorite worship songs that is very worshipful in its expressions to God, giving him glory, honor, and praise for who he is. So spend some time today in private worship. Carve out time to be alone and to just tell God how awesome he is.